Hey, this is Mike Bob, and I'm a guy who used to make things, and sometimes I still do. These days, I prefer making podcasts, and I have a new one called Soundtrack to My Life. On this podcast, I talk to different creative people about the music that shaped them. Sometimes the conversations are funny, and sometimes they're just kind of sweet. I love that Pina Colada song. Yeah, I do. Rihanna has had a huge impact on my songwriting. I'm diving into the ocean, finding that one fish that has the toxins, and I'm just drinking those toxins all day. Maybe they're saying, like, you should now go forth and rock. It's like a peace be with you situation. I also have a playlist called F Jams. One and two. It's just in case. We dance to a jazz version of my favorite things. Soundtrack to my life. It's available exclusive on Spotify. It's a exclusive. I'm going to try to make that word take off. It's a music plus talk show, meaning I can play songs in their entirety. So think of this as an interactive playlist with some of the coolest creative people I know. And you should know, too. Soundtrack to my life. A Spotify exclusive. Hi, I'm Mike Bobbitt. I am a lot of things. I'm a comedian, I'm a podcaster, I'm a writer, an actor, and a storyteller. But most of all, I'm a dad now. Movies were an important part of my childhood, and I'm hoping they'll be an important part of my kids' childhood, too. So through this podcast, I talk to my friends about movies that were important to them when they grew up, and I also talk to my friends who are parents about their experiences introducing their own kids to movies. This is Movies for Kids. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever grow up. Sometimes I wonder if I know it's me. I know it's me. So I'm talking to my friend Eric Weeks this week. I met Eric when I was in Los Angeles for my day job. Eric is a phenomenal architect, but what really made me become friends with him was Eric's a drummer for a couple of bands and Allison and I went to go see his band play. I don't know what I was expecting. I was very surprised that when we walked in, the band was playing Foo Fighters. And I, I guess there's no delicate way to say this, Eric, even though you're allowed, you're old enough to be my dad. Um, seeing you rock out behind a drum kit was what made me go, oh, wow, this guy is really cool. Wow. Well, thank you for that wonderful intro. It was good. To, it's always good to see people come out and, and uh, hear a performance because it uh, doesn't happen too often. And everybody's busy so it means a lot when we get good friends coming down like you and allison that was a great evening it was a whole lot of fun and it really yeah. surprised me that you are an extremely versatile drummer and because you have two bands that play incredibly different music from each other mm -hmm. and it was one of those things that i wish i had met you earlier because one of my big regrets growing up was that my parents didn't really force an education on me where you know obviously when i watch you play drumming is your passion you know i i've seen you have like really rough weeks where uh client meetings were just driving you crazy and then i remember one time going to see you that you were playing so hard you broke your kick drum pedal and um <laughs> i i just 
I love it that you're able to have that outlet. And I and I wish I had an education first and then had my creative stuff to fall back on. Was that important to you with being a dad that you made sure, you know, that you also kind of insisted on an education too? Because one of your daughters sings with you sometimes and... Right. You just seem to be a good dad from, you know, the, the couple of times I've met your daughters, you know, you just, you seem to have done it right. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, uh, when I first, uh, I was young, I think I was 10 years old. The Beatles came out. I had to be Ringo, you know, and so I started my love of drums and it just never left. I was doing that as a, as a profession for god i don't know 10 15 years and uh but i always kept with it because like you mentioned it provides a uh, an outlet whether yeah. it's from a bad day at work whether it's from uh you know i have two daughters and my wife and sometimes you get wrapped up in the uh hormonal imbalance and you need a break and that <laughs> uh, i mean i get lost when i play music it's just my soul comes out you know it's probably that was probably my first calling and i i think i got into the architecture part of it because i needed a i needed a steady job i needed a steady income yeah uh, at the time but i could not give up creative side and uh i i encourage people to no matter how their ability is on a, if they play an instrument doesn't matter if you're sitting there and you're picking a single note a melody on the guitar you're having as much fun as i have when i perform doesn't matter your level of expertise it matters what you get out of it yeah so i encourage everybody that that i talk to that plays to to just keep it up you know you don't have to be a virtuoso uh you just have to love what you're doing and enjoy it and that's that's the fun of the whole thing yeah and you look like you're having so much fun and the guys in the band like it felt like a party that yeah. everyone else in the bar was invited to <laughs> and that was such a cool <laughs> feeling you know and that is the ultimate goal you know when you're at a club or something it, it is a party if you can convey that kind of uh message and make people feel that way then people just have a really good time and you connect with people you talk to people you work the room on your breaks get everybody involved and uh yeah it, it's uh probably the uh, the number one thing that I do in my life that I really love. Second thing is, you know, with the with the daughters, right? You mentioned that uh, I want my older daughter sings with us. Yeah, because she's pretty good, you know. Yes, yeah, she first is. Did it. The rest of the guys in the band were blown away. They, oh my god, she just because she takes control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she just doesn't get up there and stand. She grabs the mic. She works the stage. She's, you know, got all these theatrical moves, and it, it's entertaining proud dad does your younger daughter is she musical at all no she's not (laughs) she she yeah they're like uh two different personalities for sure Mm -hmm. the younger one is uh, much more introverted um she's tried a couple of instruments but it wasn't really her thing um she did do choir when she was in high school all right and uh but she never soloed she was always in the background you know Mm -hmm. um she just uh kind of wants to be not noticed but you know have a little fun what's her creative outlet uh she likes to do artwork okay you know she likes to sit down and do crafts and make stuff and um she's uh she loves to to work out in the backyard we started a garden um 
you know, when the, uh, I think it was like a March or so when everything started to shut down because of the COVID thing. So we were looking for things to do at the house. So mm-hmm. we drove over to the, far, uh, to the, uh, nursery and bought a bunch of, uh, potted, you know, vegetables and, yeah. and things like that. And, and she pretty much planted everything and maintained it and, would uh, in the morning she'd go out before the rest of us got up and there'd be you know here's some strawberries fresh from our garden uh, here's a couple of squash we got the uh, bell peppers <laughs> you know yeah and uh, it was really cool so she those are the kind of things that she's uh, she's into I don't know where she got that interest Mike but um, it's definitely cool and to see a productive effort. Well, from her, it's- I, I think there's a certain amount of your day job that goes into art. You know, I mean, it's an extremely artistic field. Yeah, I suppose. And your wife is musical, too, if I remember right, too. Uh, n- not really. Oh, she okay. plays the radio. She plays oh. the radio. <laughs> Does she play it well? <laughs> but she is artistic in a sense that she also went to the School of Architecture. Oh, okay. So... She's very design oriented, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took us two months to pick out colors for the uh, to repaint our bathroom. Okay. <laughs> well, it pays off because you guys have a beautiful home, but it's an old one, so it needs a lot of TLC. So. Yeah, there's an adage in stand up that your opening joke and your closing joke are the two most important ones because it's you know the first impression and it's how people oh, are yeah. going to remember you and our closing of our time in los angeles that week was very hectic when we were trying to pack everything up and alice and i were not getting along as well as we should have but Mm -hmm. you messaged us and you were like hey you guys are going to make time you're going to come over for dinner because it's going to be the last home cooked meal you guys are going to have for at least a week and that is my final memory of los angeles was the hospitality that you guys showed and you know even a few years later a couple years later now it it still means so much to me like i i have goosebumps right now thinking about how much that meant to me well you know uh you guys uh you guys we we all got really close we all had uh you like-minded i mean i i'm kind of from you know i'm the midwest and there's a different mentality in Midwest people, and you kind of congregate together. Here, here's a soul brother for for me. You know, um, it's not like a big city, you know, where you can yeah. walk by people and not not even look them in the eye. But you know, you and I, you know, we you have to say something. It's good morning. How you doing? I mean, it's <laughs> just a, it's, it's a totally different friendlier uh type of uh makeup psychological makeup it was sometimes my favorite part of the day was you coming in telling me a very corny joke (laughs) and then just walking (laughs) away and i don't know how many like how long you were sending me emails before i caught on that you were using different aliases in the signatures (laughs) (laughs) it made working so much fun you know i have to go back to the uh you brought up uh you know coming over for dinner before you guys made the drive back mm-hmm. to uh to michigan yeah and i remember you were concerned about having a cat in the car for four of two, them. three days <laughs> four four cats. of yeah. them yeah oh my god did that go man did the um they uh, took turns meowing nonstop for uh i think it ended up being a five-day drive and uh, oh my god yeah i i'm glad that the house that we live in now we have a mortgage on and i'll never have to drive across country with four cats again so um, yeah 
<laughs> Good to hear. Yeah, that's a yeah. trial. Moving back was very, very hard on me because I felt like a failure. There are two moments in my life that people said incredibly wise things to me. And one of those times is something that you said where I felt like moving back meant I was giving up and wasn't going to sell my television show like I had tried mm-hmm. for so long. And you were there every step of the way when I would have meetings and then, you know, it looked like it was going and then it didn't happen. And I told right. you that all I wanted to do was have it work out so my parents could stop worrying about me. And you mm-hmm. said, Mike, a parent's job is to worry about their kids. You never stop worrying about your kids. That just that hit me so hard where I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, even if I did have that thing, you know, that show sell, it would have meant a certain amount of financial stability, but it wouldn't make them worry any less. And that was just that's the main reason I wanted to talk to you, because you're so wise telling me that (laughs) because it was exactly what I needed to hear. It made me feel like I wasn't a failure, because even if that had happened, I wouldn't make my parents worry any less. Yeah. Yeah. And now as a parent, you're going to be growing into that situation. You probably already are. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. You know, you worry about everything. Your child proofing the home, you know, you got to, the baby's not feeling well, better get him over to the doctor. Uh, You know, you're, you're just on top of it all the time. And that never goes away. Yeah. And that's, that's, yeah. I thought after he was born, like, because I was so scared leading up to the pregnancy that, you know, as soon as he was born, I was like, oh, I can stop worrying. But then we ended up having to stay in the hospital for an extra week. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to worry for the rest of my life now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, another uh, secret to all of that is, you know, you share it with Allison. Your concerns, don't keep them all bottled up. Yeah. And she should be doing the same with you so that. You know, you have a, you've got a partner, and um, you share the concerns about the kids, and well, and everything in in a you know family life. Uh, but that's really important too. Yeah, and it helps it helps you, it helps her, um, and keeps keeps everybody on the same even keel. Yeah, I really appreciate our time together. Like you were sort of like a surrogate dad to me when I was 2,100 miles away from my dad. And there were times where I I thought like, man, I wish Eric had been my dad instead of Ron. But then, you know, now that my dad's gone, I realize my dad made me who I am. And mm-hmm. that's important. And I see... You know, I I saw the relationship with you and your dad, and I knew that you would understand my worry um, because your dad was having medical issues, and I. Oh yeah, it's scary when you have to worry both ways, you know, about your kids and your parents. And uh, yeah, that's for sure. I remember you. He was sharing me a lot of your feelings about your dad, and. I just remember it, it, it was difficult for you and yeah. maybe, uh, maybe it uh, helped a little bit to be able to talk to somebody about it. Yeah. It um, helped a lot. It helped a whole lot. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. But yeah, those were, those were fun days when, uh, when you guys were 
back at the office and we were all working together god i i couldn't walk past you without some kind of a <laughs> remark or you know or even a, a goofy look or so, something you know yeah Just, <laughs> yeah that knowing look you know? yeah yeah uh i'm very happy where i'm at now but mm-hmm. yeah i really miss being able to see you every day and I really just wanted you to know how important you were in my life and tell you <laughs> that's the nice thing about having a, a podcast, Eric, is I can tell people super mushy feelings without feeling too weird um, because it's for a podcast, <laughs> but it's, it's genuine too. I appreciate you so much and you are easily one of the most important people who's ever been a part of my life. And I'm so wow. grateful to know you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mike. That means a lot. It really does. You're a pretty special person here, too. Oh, to, to me. And, You're just saying yeah. that because it would be awkward now if you didn't. <laughs> no, it's true. I, I, can't, I can't remember where I, I met somebody in you know last 20 years of my life who I got along with so well and had so I mean we would laugh so hard I sometimes I couldn't breathe <laughs> <laughs> luckily also no CPR <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so good times so, so providence put us together and we were uh helping each other out during that time and, and now you're you've moved on got your home got your family you're yeah. doing well so yeah. happy to hear hear that. I've that's never that's been awesome. happier in my life. Which is yeah, good. yeah, good for you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for I'll, talking to me today. I miss you a whole bunch. I miss seeing the red elevens. You know, when you explained <laughs> the the meaning behind the name of oh yeah, yeah. chap nipples Let's not when get you into jog. That right now. <laughs> yeah. It's such a graphic but brilliant band name. <laughs> yes and it lives on we're still doing it good awesome well give my best to your entire family and uh uh thank your wife again for us it it sticks with us just that's our final memory of living in los angeles is just the hospitality that you guys showed welcoming us into your home and you know i just wish we we should have done it earlier while you were still around and made a regular habit out of it i apologize for that but at least we got together (laughs) i would have gone through all your whiskey are you kidding me (laughs) hey that's okay with me because i'd be drinking the other half (laughs) right (laughs) yeah give a big hug to allison for me and and to that little bundle that i haven't met yet yes absolutely and one day you will meet him I hope so. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Mike. Great talking to you.